One day, as they were walking through Galilee, Jesus and his disciples came to Capernaum, a village on the Sea of Galilee's north shore. They've been walking for days, and Jesus has been listening to his disciples whispering among themselves, sometimes heatedly as if arguing the whole journey. Okay, that's the way most of us envision a biblical narrative. But let's place it in our time. One day, Jesus and his disciples are taking the bus through Galilee, traveling to Capernaum, a village on the Sea of Galilee's north shore. They've been traveling for days, and Jesus has been listening to his disciples whispering among themselves, sometimes heatedly, as if arguing the whole journey. As they exit the bus stop, the familiar sounds and smells of the town's primary industry, fishing, overload their senses. They walk through the market area and pass in front of the town's synagogue, an impressive building of white limestone, which stands out against the buildings around it, which are made of gray basalt. They continue to their destination, upon which they enter the house of a friend who is providing their meal. As they enter the dining room, Jesus calmly asks his disciples, What were you arguing about on the way? All conversations stop, and the room is silent, except for the faint noises in the streets outside. Jesus looks expectantly at Peter, then turns his gaze to James and to John, but they're more interested in studying the floor than locking eyes with him. Judas has suddenly become interested in a loose thread in his clothing, and Thomas just tries to shrink back behind a potted plant in the corner. The tension in the room becomes palpable. Before we continue, let's rewind. As Jesus and his disciples are traveling through Galilee, Jesus starts talking about his betrayal, death, and resurrection. And I don't think this is a subject he's mentioned one time in passing, but brought up several times. And each time the disciples are confused. Here you have a man who is popular, and doing good things, like healing, which, not surprising, is really popular with the masses. And his sermons or parables or teachings, whatever you would like to call them, are interesting and seem to offer hope to society that consists primarily of have and have-nots. Things are going pretty well, and the disciples, they're part of the inner circle. The only group that really seems to have a problem are the religious leaders and teachers, but they're primarily located a ways off to the south in Jerusalem and don't seem to present an immediate threat. So why all this talk by Jesus of betrayal and death? Instead of asking Jesus for clarification or even why he would bring up such a subject, the disciples decide to talk about more important things, like themselves. Or to be precise, which one of them is the greatest? I am the greatest! Thanks, Muhammad. What the disciples don't realize is by only hearing Jesus and not listening to Jesus, they have excluded him from their company. The first time is when they don't engage Jesus' conversation. Jesus is talking about betrayal, death, and resurrection, and they decide to ignore that and talk about who among them is the best disciple. They then exclude him a second time by whispering behind Jesus' back. The third time is their silence when Jesus simply asked them what they were discussing on the way to Capernaum. 
Even in their whispering, they are not listening to each other. They're too busy claiming status. Sometimes you wonder how different the story would be if the disciples had listened more. But that's easy to say looking back. How many times have we heard a teaching of Jesus that is difficult, but instead of listening, we decide to talk about something else, usually that is more about ourselves. Anyway, back to the story. After a few minutes of uncomfortable staring, Jesus storms out of the room. Their silence makes him feel alone. He already knew what they were arguing about. He didn't have to ask. He could hear snippets of the conversations the whole way. I'm the greatest. No, I'm the greatest. He's hidden nothing from his friends. All he wants is the same in return. But they continue to keep their silence when asked a simple question and exclude him from the group. Outside, he sits on a bench by the door, annoyed, hurt, and frustrated. One can only hear the thoughts racing through his mind. Why won't they listen to me? How can I get them to understand? They can be so dense. He watches as a child approaches the house with food for the meal, and he has an idea. Follow me, he says, and the two enter the house together. As they get inside, Jesus again hears the disciples arguing, and when he enters the room with the child, the heavy, awkward silence returns. All eyes are on him. Jesus says, whoever wants to be first must be last of all and servant of all. Then he put the child among them. Whoever welcomes one such child in my name welcomes me, and whoever welcomes me welcomes not me, but the one who sent me. What's the takeaway in this? Obviously, according to Jesus' closing remarks, service to others. And often we donate resources or volunteer our time to local shelters or other programs. And these offer assistance to those who have material needs. Yet, perhaps a simpler way of serving, accepting, or loving our neighbor is by listening. In doing so, you may actually learn about something greater than yourself.